I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Madison. We're broadcasting live today from the Utah Valley Growth and Prosperity Summit that's hosted by the Utah Valley Chamber of Commerce and Utah Valley University, which is where we're broadcasting from. Uh, great event today talking about uh, growth, uh, entrepreneurship, business, uh, water education, uh, a host of things, and uh, very pleased to have back on the program and in your own home county here, former Governor Gary Herbert joins us. Welcome, sir. Well, thank you, Boyd. It's great to be here. Great to be at Utah Valley University. We're the home of the Gary Herbert Institute of Public Policy. That's right. So That's a, It's a good place to be. I'm going to be part of the faculty <laughs> here. So this is really a great event, by the way, and and uh, very needful, I think, for us all to understand and, and get input and then come together on what we should be doing about the future. Yeah, and it is about the future, just that vision of the future. And uh, this this is home for you. So this is something you've been uh, you've been a part of the growth and prosperity plan of Utah County for a long time now. Uh, but how does where are we positioned and, and what do you see looking into the future? Well, I think everybody knows that Utah, the state, is growing dramatically. We have been the fastest growing state in America for the last decade. Uh, we've had the fastest growing economy as well as the population growth, so it will go hand in hand. Uh, and the epicenter of most of that growth has been Utah County. So uh, the fastest growing part of our state and the fastest growing state is, in fact, Utah Valley. And it's important. We go clear back to the days of Governor Mike Levitt when he created Envision Utah and talking about let's envision what the future is going to be. I was involved in that way back then as a, kind of a part of the government side, yeah. along with the private sector working together to come up with a vision for the future. And we've continued to grow. And um, it is really dramatic. And uh, I, I've said before that, you know, we're going to grow whether people like it or not. Yeah. We need to make sure that we anticipate it, prepare for it, and then guide the growth as we can in a free market system to make sure we get the best outcome. Yeah, and uh, it is one of those things where it either happens by chance or by choice. And I think this uh, vision and this event today really is about how do you do that by choice. And uh, there's a a host of things that have been on the agenda, thought leaders from across the spectrum uh, here. And the interesting thing is you think, well, wait a minute, why are we talking about growth just in Utah County? Uh, Obviously, it is the fastest growing place, but it also impacts the rest of the state as well. Well, certainly we're starting to spill off the Wasatch Front into the Wasatch Brack, out to Tooele. Uh, we see down at Juab County now, uh, moving southward. We see tremendous growth up in Cache Valley. I was just yeah. up there yesterday meeting with some of the folks up there, and boy, they've got a really healthy growing economy uh, down in uh, in our southern part of our state, in Washington County, Iron County, out in Moab, out in the basin. That's kind of more in line with whatever happens with our energy development out there in the Una Basin. But nevertheless, growth is occurring at virtually every place in the state, more profoundly here on the Wasatch Front, but that certainly is going to change and needs to change. Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, part of this uh, event today is a growth and prosperity pact of Utah Valley uh, that uh, covers a a bunch of key issues, I think, that uh, everyone needs to put some attention on, whether it's the business community, the education, government, uh, state and local. Uh, And so let's go through just a little bit of that. Uh, that. Uh, tell us first a little bit about uh, how this actually came about in terms of this uh, this compact. Well, the Utah Valley Chamber of Commerce, working with working with the business community and with local government leaders, of, is in essence saying we've got to come together some principles that will help guide us. What should we be doing at the local government level? That's really where the rubber meets the road, by the way. Yeah. I speak as a former county commissioner. I recognize how significantly important what they are doing impacts our quality of life and economic opportunity. So this growth needs to be understood, and then we need to make sure that we have guidelines as far as what we want to do on many different areas which this compact talks about. So it's a way to bring us all together and kind of get us into a, on the same page and working together in some kind of cooperative way as opposed to just being spontaneous and haphazard. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is getting out in front and be, making sure everyone is ready to maximize those opportunity always favors the prepared, and I think that's a big part of this uh, Growth and Prosperity Compact is to make sure that Utah Valley is prepared for growth that's definitely going to come. I think that's exactly right, and and we need to sometimes get away from the short-term mentality and look at the long-term. So how we handle this and how we prepare for it will impact us for many generations to come. So let's get it right now so that when many generations come that they're going to be happy with what we did in advance. <laughs> That's right. We want them to speak of us in in, in happy terms, <laughs> not, right. in, not in devastation. Thank you for the vision that <laughs> yeah. you had uh, for our future. And, and frankly, it's about our children, our grandchildren. Yeah. Uh, when I first ran for office in Utah County, we were struggling a little bit economically then in the state and in Utah Valley. And uh, my phrase I developed is that exporting your children does not mean you have a good quality of life. Uh, and if that has to happen because they can't find a job here, right. that's a shame on us. Yeah. If they want to go someplace else for life's experience, that's great. Yeah. Get out there. But you shouldn't have to because you can't find a job and you can't stay in your home t- home, hometown. Yeah. And some of that's happening in some of our rural parts of the state, which is causing us great concern. Mm. So. Uh, again, wherever you're at, uh, you got to be able to be close to your family if you yeah. want to. Yeah, by choice. Yeah, by choice. Sometimes those family <laughs> gatherings are a little rough, but, yeah, but it's, right. a, it's, it's a good thing. Choice is that important. Uh, uh, let, let's get into some of the specifics in terms of this growth and prosperity compact of Utah Valley, uh, starting with the business environment. Uh, how that can be a focus in terms of prioritizing, making sure we got the right touch uh, mm-hmm. in terms of regulatory uh, issues, and uh, again, opportunities for entrepreneurs, small businesses, and for opportunities to grow. Well, I think you've heard the phrase before, Boyd, I know that uh, the heavy hand of government, yeah. and it shouldn't be a heavy hand, it should maybe, maybe be a velvet touch, yeah. you know. <laughs> the, the private sector is very powerful and very strong if we empower it to do what it does best, which is yeah. innovate, yeah. find solutions, whatever the problems are that ail us, and uh, in doing so, they invest resources, money, time, and talent on the hope that they're going to make a reward and make a profit. And that works really good. That's what's made America great. People yeah. have been coming here for these opportunities since our inception. Yeah. So regulations that come uh, kind of like weeds in a ditch bank, you know, they just grow <laughs> spontaneously. But with the help of government and government legislation, which spawns uh, regulations, we need to be careful about that. So mm. ha- having regulation reform, uh, as the, uh, at least as part of the discussion, is important. I know when I, I was surprised, I went through the state regulations when I was governor, 
we found we had about 1,900 regulations that impacted business. Wow. Uh, and probably more than that now. But we found, you know, and regulations are not necessarily a bad thing. Level playing fields make sure, equal opportunity sure. for everybody, protect us from the bad guy, the laws that we have. But we found we had 258 that were nothing but a drag on the economy. They didn't do anything for leveling the playing field or protecting us from the bad yeah. people. They were just things that people thought were a good idea, and all they did was put uh, weeds in the ditch banks and slow in the flow of commerce, yeah. the ability for people to, to make a success in a entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. I know one of the things that you focused on as governor that uh, I, th- I wish was emulated a little bit more in our nation's capital, uh, and that is really looking at the outcomes of legislation. And again, I think part of this summit today is to make sure that there is that communication between citizens, between business, between higher ed and, and government to make sure if we are going to have a government program, let's make sure it's delivering an outcome yeah. that's good for the citizens. Well, and we hear a lot about you know big labor. You know, and we're a right-to-work state, so we don't have some of the same problems we have in other parts of the country. But we uh, seem to be a little bit concerned as a conservative state about big labor. They control the atmosphere and what happens in the marketplace. Well, we ought to be concerned a little bit about big business. Yeah. <laughs> you know, big business likes to kind of have more of a monopoly, uh, monopoly on their product and goods yeah. and services and make it tough for the new upstart business to get into the, the yeah. workforce. So we want to make sure there are level playing fields, equal opportunities, and empower the private sector to find solutions. And by golly, that innovation they come up with, that new way to build a better mousetrap, really does work. Yeah, absolutely. Governor Gary Herbert is uh, joining us here, uh, and he's going to stay with us. We're going to stay with the conversation here with the former governor. We're broadcasting today from down at the Utah Valley Growth and Prosperity Summit. It's hosted by Utah Valley Chamber of Commerce and Utah Valley University. Uh, We'll be here all the way until 3 o'clock today. We've got other great guests coming along. Dr. Astrid Tuminez from UVU, the president there. President Tuminez is always a great interview and uh, full of energy. I think she's uh, personally doing being the energy supply down, down here at Utah She's Valley. the energizer bunny. She is perpetual motion. Governor, uh, you've had uh, a lot of experience in terms of what this kind of growth looks like and how you balance uh, not just growth for growth's sake, but really growth, prosperity, and ensuring everything from environmental sustainability to opportunity for yeah. the citizens. Well, I have had an opportunity to see this up close and personal because I've lived here my entire life of 74 years. Yeah. Other than a little time in the military and on a LDS church mission. But when I came in as a county commissioner in 1990 and elected, the population of Utah Valley was 263,590. And today it's uh, probably closer to 700,000. Yeah. That's dramatic growth. And um, growth is going to happen. People like to live here. They like the people. Uh, we have a great quality of life, uh, a lot of open spaces, recreation. There's just a lot of things to like about Utah, starting with the people. And we have jobs, yeah. you know, economic opportunity. We've handled that very well. And so people want to come here and associate and be a part of it. So we need to accommodate that, plan for it, and then make sure that we have guidelines in place to help us grow appropriately yeah. so we don't have a diminution of our quality of life, as I've said. So. Yeah, and obviously as this growth continues here in, in Utah Valley, natural resources, of course, are going to be a big thing. We were talking earlier with Curtis Blair from the, the chamber and uh, really talking about, you know, one, we have to have water. 
then we have to have a system that can distribute the water <laughs> to, right. to families, to individuals, and companies. Infrastructure is a, something that we've been concentrating on for the last number of years and needs to continue. Uh, when we think infrastructure, too many times we think only of transportation. Yeah. But access to water, and we are living in a high desert area. That, don't forget that. You know, yeah. when those early pioneers said we're going to make the desert blossom as a rose and they were innovative yeah. you know just like we need to be today how do you stretch it and make it uh, work better and more so infrastructure includes water and that's something we need to plan for and i know that uh, governor cox is putting forward that as a as a major initiative now to make sure we conserve appropriately and so uh, natural resource energy mm-hmm. you know it was one of our staples for energy development in forbes magazine when they said the best place in america for business one of the reasons they named us that was because we have access to affordable energy. Yeah. And the demand in the marketplace, which is what we need to listen to, is we want affordability mm-hmm. and uh, sustainability, reliability, yeah. and cleaner. And so what's happening because of the forces of the market, which I think is great, yeah. is one, greener fuels are becoming more economically feasible. They've always been too expensive, yeah. and we have to subsidize. But they're becoming more economically feasible. And carbon-based fuels are becoming cleaner right? with new technologies and new understanding and what we can do. So those forces are going to provide us with sustainability, reliability, affordability, and cleaner. Yeah. Uh, and to me, that's the secret sauce and the recipe I think we have to get to. And uh, you mentioned infrastructure, you know, roads and transportation and all of that. That's clearly going to continue uh, to put pressure on the system as uh, as we look at this uh, Utah Valley growth and prosperity. Uh, what do you see and what are some of the conversations you're hearing today uh, about the transportation component to all this? Well, you, you're right. Uh, I think without putting too fine a point on it, growth is the issue of the day. Uh. And it impacts everything that we do. Yeah. It impacts our access to our national parks. It impacts our transportation, congestion, affordable housing, you know, access to energy and, and the cost. We see energy cost, uh, prices going up for a variety of reasons probably now. But growth is the overriding, arching issue that we need to deal with. And, um, and, I, and I think um, as we plan for it, I think we can come up with better outcomes if we anticipate it and then do something about it in a cooperative way. It's not uh, win-lose. It shouldn't be lose-win. It should be the old Steve Covey, let's find the win-win for everybody. And I think that's taking place, and part of what we're going to learn from the summit is going to be what are the suggestions from the public, how to work with the local government leaders, the state, the federal government, all working in concert for a gooder Better outcome. More, more better. <laughs> more gooder, gooder, better outcome. Uh, if you're just joining us, we're broadcasting live today from down at the Utah Valley Growth and Prosperity Summit, hosted by Utah Valley Chamber of Commerce and Utah Valley University. And uh, we're continuing our conversation with former Governor Gary Herbert, uh, who is a uh, self-proclaimed, self-professed, and just you are a Utah County guy. I, I am. <laughs> My my great 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 three greats grandfather was a guy named Stephen Chipman who founded American Fork. Yeah, they came across the the plains with the pioneers and Brigham Young and and my wife has the same kind of ancestry. So we we have deep roots and we're sixth generation. Our grandkids are eighth generation Utahns. But I don't care whether you're a sixth generation like me or a first generation. This yeah. is this is still the right place. That's right. You know, to come <laughs> and participate. We want to make sure it's the right place for the rising generations to follow after us. And in the, in the true pioneer spirit, we're blazing trails and making it better for those that come behind. 
providing opportunities for those who come and make it, have a better life yeah. because of the sacrifice of those who go for, uh, uh, first. And our pioneers did that for us, and we ought to do the same for those who come after us. So this summit, I think, is very important, very timely, and we'll learn a lot. Yeah. I think that's going to help us prepare for the future. Yeah, absolutely. Before I let you go, Governor, just uh, real quick, because we are down here at Utah Valley University, uh, your policy center uh, yes. is here. Give us just a, a quick snapshot of uh, what's happening there, what you hope to happen there. Well, we're signing contracts, to the affiliation agreement, they call it. Uh, we have a foundation, Jeanette and I, Gary and Jeanette Herbert Foundation, uh, we'll be raising money. It's going to take us some time to raise a four or five million dollars for an endowment here, but we're about halfway there. So, uh, and it's going to give us an opportunity to have our rising generations and students here learn about civic involvement, yeah. internships, Herbert interns here in the state and in Washington D.C. We'll be working with the other institutes around the the state. Uh, we're going to have lecture series where we bring in people. We're going to talk about different issues and do a little in-depth discussion and research, uh, whether it be on elections, how we do yeah. elections. I've, I've promoted a rotating regional primary election rather right. than just go to Iowa first, New Hampshire, you know. Let's yeah. make sure that all the states have a chance to play. We can have Super Tuesdays over a four-month period of time. So ranked choice voting, you know, vote by mail. There's a lot of issues out there that we can yeah. talk about. We've been approached to talk about the public lands and how can we best manage the public lands. Mm. I've said always that we are a public land state and we will always be a public land state. Right. The question is how it's being managed. Yeah. Our forests, you know, we see the, the, the problem we had because of, I think, uh, partly the drought, but also the bad management of the forests in right. California created a very big environmental problem for us in Utah. That's right. And so we, all, we need to look and see if there's better ways to do yeah. things. And so some of that research can be done at the Herbert Institute of Public Policy. And last but not least, to make sure that our young people are prepared to be the leaders of tomorrow because they're going to be it whether we like it or not. Let's prepare them. <laughs> Let's get them sure ready. they understand <laughs> the pros and the cons and, and uh, have them become civic-minded, civically involved. We need to hear their voices, and they need to be prepared to be leaders. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll be pretty busy over the next few years here at the Institute at Utah Valley. Wonderful. And we'll keep that conversation rolling uh, as well. Former Governor Gary Herbert, thanks so much for joining us today. Appreciate your input. Again, we're broadcasting live from Utah Valley Growth and Prosperity Summit, hosted by Utah Valley Chamber of Commerce and Utah Valley University. We're going to step aside for a quick commercial break. And when we come back, uh, Dr. Astrid Tuminez, president of Utah Valley University and the Energizer Bunny, uh, one of the most powerful dynamic people you will ever meet uh, she'll join us coming up next stay with us on ksl news radio two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do when a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything it was violent it was senseless and i will never understand it i will never accept it i'm amy donaldson and unfortunately we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.